So it's me today. You guys want me to introduce the show? Guys, welcome to another fantastic, exciting, unbelievable episode of True Crime on Easy Street. My name is Scott Wright. I am a mediocre journalist. You are such an ass. And an ass. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You pointed at me at the last minute. And I'm pointing at you now. Okay. All right. I'm Kelly Turner and I'm not a doctor. I'm Katie Givens. I'm not a lawyer. So the show has begun. Mm-hmm. I hope somebody knows what the hell is going on today because I do not. I am the dummy today. Well, it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that it is fall today. Today, when this episode drops, Scott, it's fall. Shut up about it. Fine. Stop resisting. It is when you listen to this. It's not on Sunday when we're recording it because my Nobody Steelers cares. just kicked off. No one cares when we're recording. Nobody cares when we record. I do. It's Sunday. <laughs> you but anyway, your, now you're you, listening on Wednesday. You have your Steelers shirt on. Yes, I do. Yeah. And I you, have several of them. Do you know what sport? it tends to happen in the fall. Football? Yes, it's fall, Scott. Okay, Have fine. You should like fall. You shouldn't be I do. It so I just hard. want to be accurate. The only issue is this week in the south, we are experiencing uh unseasonable high temperatures. Yeah, it's going to be in the 90s all this week if and you guys are going to make me say it your way. Yeah. And then next week it's supposed to be cool again. Oh good. It'll be nice. So football weather for football exactly in the fall. That's right. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Same here. I dig that cool weather. All right. Well, hey, you look terrific today. You guys both do. Thanks. I don't know why you guys dressed up because I certainly did not, as we just mentioned. I'm very fancy today. Mm. You can lie to the people, but I'm not dressed up either. Okay, fine. I was just going <laughs> to put you on the same list with Kelly, but whatever. Yeah, I'm feeling very fancy. Katie's wearing today. jogging pants and a halter top today, so uh, and a hat. With a propeller on top, and I don't know how she got her uh, <laughs> earphones on, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Oh, we're we're going to make this work. We are. We're going to make it work. I hope everybody's having a fantastic week. The episode today is a wild ride, and I know Scott knows a little bit about this. He's going to be the dummy today. Hey, mediocre journalist right here, <laughs> slash dummy. This is where I excel on this show. Mm-hmm. Watch well, me work. You you do a fantastic job. Oh, thanks. <laughs> hey, before we do get started, we do need to remind everybody about the Fall Festival. Again. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that let's, for just a okay, hot minute. So October the 1st is the Fall Festival here in our little town of Center, Alabama. Yeah. Anybody who listened to our show last week knows all about it already because you spent several minutes explaining it to everyone in great detail. I did. This was all your ball of wax. It was. And then we got a text, Katie and I, later in the week that said, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be able to show up on Saturday, October the 1st in Center, <laughs> Alabama for the Fall Festival because I have to take my daughter to Montevallo University for what? College preview. College day. preview day. Yes. So you just dumped the whole fucking thing on us. I did. I did. Yay. I lobbed that ball up and just let it drop. Yeah, you did. I did. Um, splash. Yeah. So it's, it is, it's college preview day and my daughter's a senior. So we're going to take a look at some, we're going to begin the campus tours and that's our first stop. I think you knew about that when you corralled us into doing this. I really didn't. And uh-huh. in fact, I didn't even put it together until KT said, I said, why does that date sound so familiar to me? Ah. October the 1st. And he said, well, that's Fall Festival Day. KT being your husband. Yes. Who is not a fan of the show. Not at all. Yeah. And he said, that's Fall Festival Day. And I went, oh, I better send a text. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, it's okay. Katie and I were very glad to receive that text. I know you were. Shane, her, uh, Katie's husband, Shane, has been corralled into yep. uh, participating in the event. He's totally excited about it. Yep. He's going to. He is also not a fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> He's going 
going to replace me, but let me just give you guys, in case you didn't listen last week, I want to tell you one more time. Sorry. And I'll probably tell you one more time again. We'll probably oh, say it until it happens. But I want everybody to understand how the fall festival is going to work with us. You can come by and you can purchase a t-shirt. We're going to have t-shirts for sale for $10. She says we like she's going to be there still, yeah, Katie. Did yeah. you notice that? The establishment. Mm-hmm. Yes. The establishment. Um, and so also there will be chances that you can purchase to win a set of wireless headphones beats not just any wireless headphones beats they're like the second best ones you can get right uh some people would argue they're the best okay fair enough i don't i don't use those i use these my son nate turner would tell you they're the best okay those are his favorites he had them in his ears when i saw him the other night by the way yes he he loves those and so you can purchase a chance for one dollar you can per and that and your name will go into the jar to be drawn one time. The jar that Katie and I will have to provide because you won't be there that I day. I won't be there. Got it. Then you can purchase if you purchase how did we do this? Three tickets? Three uh three dollars gets you five chances, five dollars gets you ten chances, and if you sign up for uh, if you if you give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and show it to us on your phone and comment. And comment. Mm-hmm. We will double Whatever you bought. It sounds like a lot of paper and a lot of writing. Yeah, I'm going to get all that for you before. (laughs) You damn right you are. So you can purchase um, several chances to win a set of Beats. Now, Beats run approximately $150. So it's approximately $150 prize. So you can think about that. If we don't make $150 from people buying chances, can we just keep them ourselves and give everyone their money back? We'll have their names. Um, no, we're not no, ever going to so do just, that. So we're not going to do that? No, we're not going to I'm do just that. saying, leave our options open. We no. don't know how this is going to go. What if it rains? We we don't It's care. an outdoor event. Yeah, we don't care. Okay, is fine. It, do, we have a, do we have a banner? Did you get a banner? I'm working on the banner. Uh, we're going to borrow an umbrella from Easy Street. I'm just now telling everyone this. So mm-hmm. uh, just in case the sun is out or there might be a chance of rain, I figure we can borrow an umbrella from the patio over at Easy Street, which is right across from our studio here in Center, Alabama. That's, that is correct. And so I went to get the purchase... Whatever it is, the booth for us to have. Oh, is yeah. Is that what you call it? The booth? Yes, yeah, the booth. The, yeah. the space on Main Street. They'll, so, they'll block off the street from, uh, from the Methodist Church all the way down to the Texaco Station at the, at the elementary school. Yes. So it will just be a walking space for the duration of that Saturday, October the 1st, from like 7 a.m. until 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Food vendors, all kinds of crazy things going on, plus the one uncrazy thing, true crime on Easy Street. Oh, the Fall Fest, is, it's a blast. You can't miss it. Yes. Except I can. Sorry. Yeah. yeah unless Kelly. your name is Kelly Turner. Yes. But I want to give a shout out to Melissa at City Hall, who is also friends with uh, Shane's mother, Sharon Givens. Uh, she's a fan of the show. And when I purchased our spot, she and I got, we had a great conversation about different podcasts. Okay. And she was very complimentary. So thank you, Melissa. Is she going to pull some strings for us? <laughs> I don't know, but maybe we'll be in a great spot. Okay. Maybe under a shade tree. (laughs) I don't know how many shade trees are on Main Street. Yeah, that's true. So come on out and see everybody but me on October the 1st. 
uh, from 8 a.m. Is it 8 a.m.? 7 a.m.? 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. Yeah. Have a have a blast. I hope you... Uh, good luck to everybody. They will have inflatables. They'll have uh, rides for the kids. There's going to be a fun run that morning. Uh, there's going to be a couple of uh, live entertainment acts that will begin at 11 o'clock. I know this because I am a mediocre journalist, and they bought an ad. The City of Center bought an ad in the paper that will come out this coming week, or mm-hmm. as you listen, it is today. And so I know what's going to happen there. The Boy Scout troop, the local Boy Scout troop, will be the Grand Marshal of the parade. So much fun. A, an entire hootenanny yes. on Main Street and Center on October the 1st. Come hoot and holler with everybody but me yeah. on October the yeah, 1st. Yeah, hoot, but Nanny won't be here. Nanny won't, nanny won't <laughs> make it to holler. All right, so this week, Katie is in the big chair, or the hot seat. She's always in the big chair. Whatever you want to call it. She has done some research for us on a case that is about as out there as you can possibly get. I mean, it is a wild, wild ride. I knew what you were going to say. With twists and turns. Maybe everyone else did as well. Maybe so. Maybe Katie's going to cut that whole damn thing. So, (laughs) so anyways, Katie, we cannot wait to hear this story. Take it away. This story may be familiar to some because it, did take everybody by storm. There's Hulu documentary on it. It was all over social media. There's been interviews with people involved. So this may be familiar to you. May not. What year was this? Well, all of this came to a head 2015, Thank 2016. Thank you. I'm writing this down. But we're going to go back to 1991. On July 27th, 1991, in Golden Meadow, Louisiana, Gypsy Rose Blanchard is born. She is born to parents Dee Dee Blanchard and Rod Blanchard. But Dee Dee and Rod split shortly before Gypsy Rose's birth. So she mainly lives with her mother, Dee Dee. As a baby, her mother claimed that Gypsy Rose had sleep apnea. So from the time she's born, she's suffering some medical conditions. At eight years old, Gypsy Rose is suffering from leukemia, muscular dystrophy, and is required to be in a wheelchair and have a feeding tube. She's got a list of other medical issues going on, including seizures, asthma, and hearing and visual impairments. So she's she's got a lot going on. She's prescribed a multitude of medication for all these different ailments. She has to sleep using a breathing machine, go back to that sleep apnea that she was diagnosed with as a baby. She has multiple surgeries, including surgeries on her eyes and removal of her salivary glands. Yikes. Which I had never even heard was a thing. I, Why would you remove those? I don't really know what the issues were. I think she had a lot, she had a lot going on, so maybe they were just trying things out, trying to... Yeah, let's take this her. out and see how this works. Wow. I don't know. But shortly thereafter, she had teeth that were rotted and had to be pulled... This could be due to all the medications she was on because a lot of times that is not good for children's teeth. Could be due to those missing salivary glands. I was about to say the (laughs) lack of moisture in her mouth at this point. Also, rotted teeth as a child can also be due to neglect. That's a a common Yeah, I was going to say not brushing. Yeah. That's 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 another way to get rotted teeth, I guess. I guess so. She sports a bald head because her mother has shaved her hair off due to the leukemia. There are lots of medical tests being done on her all the time. A lot of them come back inconclusive or contradictory to the results of the other medical tests she's having done regarding all of her different diagnosis. 
anytime she's at a doctor's office that has a contradictory result to the test that she's had done previously or the test come back inconclusive and her doctor kind of raises an eyebrow and is like, I'm not so sure that what is in these other medical records. That is was really my next question. Yeah. Anytime that would happen, Dee Dee, her mother, would stop seeing that doctor and we'd transfer doctors and we'd start this process all over again. Hmm. Okay. So Dee Dee has some, some basic nurses training. So she's pretty good at accurately describing Gypsy Rose's symptoms to her different ailments, illnesses and diagnosis and things. She's very charming and she's devoted to her daughter. I mean, that's, this is all she does is take care of her sick daughter. She doesn't work. They kind of have a lot of community involvement, helping them stay afloat. Mm -hmm. When Gypsy was old enough to talk, her mother instructs her not to volunteer any information during their appointments. And Dee Dee is always the one that relates Gypsy Rose's medical history to the doctors. Gypsy Rose does not speak for herself in any of these appointments. And she, she is a minor, so she, her mother, of course, is always there with her, but she doesn't offer any of her any information. But as she own. gets old enough to speak and for herself and the doctors say, hey, Gypsy, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Mom answers the question. Yes. Got it. Then Gypsy is of average intelligence, but Dee Dee tells everyone that she really just has the mental age of a seven-year-old. But as she ages past seven, that becomes more apparent that that's, it doesn't seem that way to most people, but Dee Dee's like, no, you know, she's really stuck as a seven-year-old mentally. Oh, okay. So pe- people or family members or friends or something that talk with mm-hmm. Gypsy start to realize, no, she seems on track with the rest of the 10-year-olds yes. or 11-year-olds or whatever, but Dee Dee's insistent that, no, seven. Seven, seven that's where she stopped okay. progressing. Okay. She is not allowed to go to school at home and when they're in public her and her mother they are always holding hands like Dee Dee keeps a hold on her hand and every time Gypsy starts to speak it's as if she's you know squeezing her hand Mm. this is that's enough that's enough okay her father he praises Dee Dee for her devoted care to Gypsy Rose he doesn't have a whole lot to do with her upbringing she she needs a lot of care that he cannot provide or maybe doesn't they're know still how together to at the time that no, the, the parents no no they split before she was born and as oh, I yeah, understand you said that. I'm sorry. it the father is a, a good bit younger than the mother yes is that correct mm-hmm. yes. so he was younger when gypsy was born mm-hmm. and i think it was decided pretty quickly that the two of them were not going to be together yes yeah, they, i they think techni- he tried yeah they technically split right before she was born and I, you know they were but they were they were married i mean mm-hmm. but it's yeah they didn't work it. They didn't work out, and and Dee Dee kept a firm grasp on Gypsy Rose. He was he was not sort of very isolated involved. her from her father. Yes, yeah, okay. And when some of Dee Dee's family and Rod's family started to notice that Gypsy didn't seem to need a wheelchair, and they began to ask questions about that, Dee Dee and Gypsy just move away. Oh my goodness! So he she picks Dee, she picks Gypsy Rose up. And they get out of town. So like she does with the doctors who don't agree with what she thinks, if the family Starts raises a flag, mm-hmm. she just packs up and moves. We're gone. We're going to go to another place. So they were in Louisiana, like I mentioned. And this is in 2005. And what else happened in Louisiana in 2005? Hurricane There was Katrina. a ginormous hurricane. Yes. So Dee Dee claims to be a victim of Hurricane Katrina, 
So she receives a good bit of assistance and she relocates from Louisiana to Missouri. Now, was Dee Dee actually, were they actually victims of Hurricane Katrina? No, this is really found to probably be a huge financial fraud. Oh, wow. But it never comes to a head. No investigation is ever really done. Gotcha. Okay. Hurricane Katrina provided the best excuse for missing medical files. When Dee Dee is questioned at the new doctor's office is ah, when she takes wow. Tipsy to. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. we, the doctor's They washed away in the flood. That's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Okay. So she gets to move to Missouri and start over with every doctor. Fresh. The, all the diagnoses, the whole thing. Yes. And just claim that records were lost in Hurricane Katrina. So there's, these doctors are starting from square one, but they're going on what Dee Dee is telling them as far as her symptoms, exactly. gypsy symptoms. Okay. I mean, she's okay. a, a misplaced person who has been a victim of a terrible tragedy. Right. Of course right. you, of, of course they're going to believe her. They just want to help this Just want to help. Exactly. Okay. And as Gypsy's beginning to age here, Dee Dee, of course, is, you know, she's sick, but then she begins to lie about Gypsy's Gypsy Rose's age. Mm. Gypsy Rose is older than she is actually claiming her to be. Okay. Fast forward three years, we're in 2008, and they move into a new home in Springfield, Missouri. That's built by Habitat for Humanity. It's a pink house, and it has a wheelchair ramp, so it's a really awesome thing. You know, the community does. They mm-hmm. provide these homes for people. They're in a needy family. They've relocated from Hurricane Katrina. We don't have any means of income. I don't know how that process works, but what a, they ended what up a, with a house. Yeah, what a kind and wonderful community to come together and give them a home with a wheelchair ramp, trying to, you know, Habitat for Humanity does this all the time. They go and they they help individuals who don't have the means. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what they did here with the with the ramp and probably some other things within the house that would be helpful when you're taking care of a sick loved one. Yeah, Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose, they're, I mean, they're an inspiration to this community. They receive... A lot of benefits, including charity-sponsored visits to concerts. Mm. They get sent to Disney World. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I saw that part when I, I did a little research this morning. And, and that's one of the things that I'm sure Katie's going to get to, that Gypsy is a huge fan of Disney and Cinderella in particular, mm. right? Yes. Yes. So. so, and it's not necessarily make a wish, but that Disney... World has a lot of these charity-sponsored events mm-hmm. where people... Will, I mean, it's, it's expensive to go to Disney World. Yes. Very. Mm-hmm. When she's 14, Gypsy sees a neurologist in Missouri who comes to believe that she is a victim of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Now, that's a big word that's not easy to say. <laughs> and the doctor does not report this to any authorities at the time. He states... That there's just not enough evidence of it, but he does write it in his chart, his suspicions. So it becomes part of her medical record. Mm-hmm. Or yes. just, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Kelly may can tell us a little bit more about this because it's a complicated diagnosis. Yes. So much housing by proxy is defined in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which are the DSM. It's in version 5TR now. Five text revised. Wait, I thought she was not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Why does she sound like one now? I don't know. Go for I'm, it. Yeah. <laughs> so the DSM 5TR defines Munchausen by proxy as factitious disorder imposed on another. And it has its characteristic being 
the production or feigning of physical or psychological symptoms in another person. This usually happens. Uh, a young child is identified as having a lot of illnesses or ailments by their parent or caregiver. It is currently understood as including the condition commonly known as Munchausen syndrome by proxy and is often termed as medical child abuse. So to put it in layman's terms, you have a caregiver, a parent, in this case a mother, who will fake illnesses in the child for the benefits that that produces. In order to commit fraud, basically. Yes, there's a lot of fraud that gets committed. Getting, you know, she doesn't have a job. They like get, maybe humanity, uh, Habitat for Humanity builds you a house and Disney World uh, serves you, you up with a trips, free week. You get all of this money, these, these you know, fundraisers, things like that. Free and concert tickets. Attention. Yes, yeah. lots of, lots and lots of attention. Now, this syndrome gets its name from a German cavalry officer, Baron von Munchausen, and he was uh, around from 1720 to 1797, and he would travel widely and was known for his dramatic but untruthful stories. So you can have Munchausen syndrome and fake your own illnesses and all of those kinds of things. You can, you can talk about it for yourself, or you can have Munchausen by proxy, which is basically you do it to someone else. Okay. And that's what... That's what he's writing in Gypsy Rose's chart, but that is he puts Munchausen by proxy because Gypsy would be the victim of that. She's not doing it herself. She's the having mother, it yep. proxied onto her yep. by her. Dee Dee would be the one right. with the disorder. Well, and a year later, there's an anonymous report made to authorities stating that Dee Dee's accounts of Gypsy Rose's ailments had no medical basis. So. We get a year out and people are reporting this now. Mm -hmm. They send two caseworkers to the home. But Dee Dee's like, no, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, she's sick. This is what's happening. Let me go through it bit by bit. Started when she was a baby. She's got this and this and this. You know, the leukemia. Look at her. I mean, she's bald. She's in a wheelchair. She, you know, mm -hmm. I think they do state, of course, she, she can walk, but it's, it's tiring. It's, sure. She's. She's not strong. She gets yeah, fatigued. It, it's just, it's more convenient for her to stay in the wheelchair. Right. Dee Dee can't like, mm -hmm. you know, she can't carry her. She can't hold mm -hmm. her up. You know, it's. And don't forget all those medical records got lost in Katrina. So mm -hmm. any previous evidence to support what she says, they have to take her word for it, I guess. Right, Katie? Right. It's like, of course we have no medical background mm -hmm. on this. Katrina, Katrina washed it all away. Yeah. But I, as, as a caseworker looking at this, and you, then you see this child who's very small She's bald, as Katie said. She's she wears these big giant glasses. Gigantic glasses. That make her look even smaller. Yeah. She speaks with this really high pitched mousy voice. So she sounds and looks very young. And that's and not an a, act. I mean, that's the way she speaks, it turns out. Right? And she's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Mm, there are some discussion okay. about that. All right. Sorry. Well, and I she, told you I was a dummy. <laughs> she wasn't allowed to speak much. Good point. So you know, her voice could have developed differently. Mm -hmm. They've referred to it a lot as a Minnie Mouse type voice. Mm -hmm. Really mousy. That's that's a great way to describe it. But Dee Dee convinces these caseworkers that everything's fine and they, they leave and nothing is done at that point. 
and like Kelly mentioned, you know, experts believe that believe now that Dee Dee had the disorder of the Munchausen syndrome by proxy, but there there was no there was Dee Dee's not going to the doctor. There's no diagnosis of her actually, you know, Mm-mm. she's taking Gypsy Rose to the doctor. There's, and Dee Dee has that nursing experience. So Dee Dee knows what she's talking about. Yeah, just she's just smart enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're a couple more years down the road and Gypsy Rose gets on the internet. Hmm. She gets on some dating sites, some social media sites, and she meets a man that later she meets in real life at a science fiction convention. Now, how old is Gypsy at this time that she's getting on the internet and meeting people? She is 20. So, but and and do you actually know at this point how old they're telling people she is? They brought her back a couple of years. So, when she meets this man at the science fiction convention, she runs away with him. To, at, at, 20. at 20. And she is actually 20. She is 20 years old, yes. Because she's, she's two years older than I am. So she was born in 1991 and we're in 2011. Okay. And she runs away with this man, but she is tracked down by her mother via mutual friends. They're like, well, we saw her here. We know she's here. And Dee Dee tells the man that Gypsy's with that she's a minor. And... He mm. has run off with a minor. Oh, my gosh. He freaks out. He's like, oh, my. I did I'm not sure. Know. Yeah. She told me. I'm sorry. She, don't, she was 19. She had not quite turned 20. She would turn 20 in 2011. She's actually 19 at the time. And Gypsy had told him her correct age. But Dee Dee's like, no, you have ran off with my minor daughter. And he's like, please don't call the police. Yeah. He's like, I'm out of this. Yeah. Take her back. Like, I'm yeah. so sorry. I had no idea. Nothing's happened. Like, please do not call the police. Mm-hmm. And so she takes Gypsy back home, and according to Gypsy, at this point, she smashes her computer. She's like, you're, you're done with this. Mm-hmm. She physically restrains her to the bed mm-hmm. and leaves her there for a while. Yes. She is just tied to the bed and with her computer smashed, no way to talk to anyone, no way to contact the outside world. And it, it also got to the point with Dee Dee where she would let her out some during the day, but then at night, she would tie her. Yes. She At night, she would sleep tied to the bed. Just to make sure. Just to make sure that she's not going to go anywhere again. Sometimes she would hit her. She denied her food quite a lot. And part of that is speculated to be for punishment. And part of it is to keep her small and so frail looking. She looks small and frail. And, and she, when you see a picture of Gypsy Rose, she's really like painfully thin. Yes. That's what, how Especially I when you realize her. what her actual age is when that picture was taken yes. probably. Yes. Yes, and Dee Dee is not a small woman. No, Dee Dee's a large lady. Yeah, whatever she's keeping from Gypsy Rose, she's eating herself. Mm, pretty much. So eventually, Dee Dee manages to get back online. She sneaks around, she gets online, and she joins a Christian dating site this time. On this dating site, she meets a man named Nicholas Godijohn. They talk for a while, of course, behind Dee Dee's back. She has no idea any of this is going on. And Gypsy Rose tells him that she's not sick. That she's not as sick as her mother says she is anyway. That her mother makes her be in this wheelchair that she doesn't need. She was on this feeding tube that she didn't need. That her mother restrains her at night. That she denies her food. That she hits her. She's just telling this man everything. He, he is her one confidant. She has never told anyone else all these stories. 
And really, she's not had the opportunity because when you think about them moving from Louisiana away from the family, she took her, we're in Missouri now, mm-hmm. and they don't know anybody. Gypsy has no one to she has reach no out friends. to. No, no, because she's she not going to school. She never went to school. So she doesn't have anybody to tell. So she's telling this random guy on this dating website. And this man falls in love with Gypsy Rose. He's all about her. He wants to save her. He's okay. So she she concocts a plan. She's like, hey, you know, the only way that we can be together is if we get my mother out of the way. And he's like, okay. She's like, you're going to have to kill her. Wow. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Well, because she's tried to run away once and mother tracked her down. Yes. So she wants to make sure that doesn't happen again. She's like, there's no way we'll ever be able to be together if she's still around. And she's a horrible person who has ruined my life. So she deserves to die. She's convinced this man that this is the only way and that she deserves it. He'd be doing her a favor. Mm. Gosh, I mean, it's hard not to understand where Gypsy's coming from. At this point, I mean, I agree that it's. I mean, I don't, I don't condone going out and murdering someone, yeah. but you know, or planning someone's murder. But I mean, my goodness, she's been abused. Well, she has been abused her whole life by this woman. It makes me wonder, and I'll ask you guys again out of ignorance because I'm the dummy today. What was Mom's end game plan? Eventually, is she just going to make Gypsy Rose be the the tiny person in the wheelchair for the entirety of her life. I mean, yes. she this girl is a teenager now and we all know how it is dealing with teenagers, especially you guys more than me mm-hmm. because you have teenagers in your lives. Sooner or later they get a mind of their own and they're like, "Fuck you, mom and dad." And this is exactly what Gypsy Rose did. She grew up enough that she was tired of this crap. As well as she should have been. I mean, she like I said, more so than also, most other teenagers, right? Yeah, and as I said almost earlier, almost all other teenagers. They also call this Munchausen by proxy medical child abuse. Mm-hmm. I just wonder what mom's in game plan was. Anyway, Katie, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mom's in game plan. This was her life. Mom's she had going- made money off of Gypsy Rose. Gypsy Rose's entire life, yeah. and she was going to continue to do this. Yeah, you don't get rid of the goose that lays the golden egg, right? Well, mom doesn't have friends. Mom doesn't date. Mom doesn't go out. Mom doesn't have a job. This is her entire life. This is her job. Her Her subsistence. Her bank account. Yes. Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. was gypsy. So we're in 2015, June of 2015, and gypsy convinces Nicholas go to John to come to her house. Now, is Nick, I'm sorry, is Nicholas from that area or where is he from? He is not. He is from Wisconsin. So he has traveled in. And when he arrives at her house, Gypsy Rose has everything planned. Dee Dee is asleep. And Gypsy is waiting in the bathroom away from everything. And Nicholas comes in and stabs Dee Dee. Wow. Several times. To death, correct? To death. Stabs Dee Dee to death. And they leave. The house, the gyp- gyp- gypsy stands. He, she's in the bathroom with her ears covered because she doesn't want to hear anything. Mm-hmm. He comes in, stabs her mother, and they head out to Wisconsin. Oh my god! Now, do we? Okay, okay, hold on. What do we know about Nicholas? What's Nicholas's state of mind? That I, I mean, I understand he's in love with Gypsy and he wants to help Gypsy, but. 
What's up with Nicholas? Does, does he have any issues himself? Well, we will or? find out that he is on the spectrum, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. He is on the autism spectrum. Okay, but that doesn't necessarily... Well, I know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. trying to say that that's indicative of his behavior, but mm-hmm. he has issues of his own. Yes, he was described as a low-functioning person with autism. I don't know how completely accurate that is. I haven't seen his actual diagnosis or anything. This was... That was quoted from a lawyer later on, but he so did dubious have a, if a lawyer said it. Uh, <laughs> he did have a bit of a criminal record as well. One of those charges was indecent exposure. Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of indecent exposure, Scott, you want to tell us a little bit about something that happened at a movie theater with me or with no, not Nicholas with you. Joda, wanna, dear, jo- dear Lord, not go with to John. Go to John. Go to John. Please. Okay. So apparently, uh, the way that I, that I learned this one thing about this story this morning is that one of the first times that Gypsy and Nicholas were ever together was at the premiere of the Disney movie Cinderella. And I don't know which, I don't know if it was the live action or one of the animated it would have to versions. Have would it have the been? the time frame, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so supposedly uh, Gypsy tells her mother, and she's wheelchair bound at the time, but somehow she convinces his mom to let this new friend of hers come and join them at the premiere of the movie at the movie theater. And she excuses herself during the movie. She wheels herself into the restroom and Nicholas then excuses himself without mother noticing or thinking anything is improper, but something improper is about to happen because the first time that Nicholas and Gypsy had sex is in the ladies room at the movie theater after she's shared all this information with him about she's not really as sick as, as everybody thinks she is. Mm-hmm. And that is the first time that they are ever intimate with each other. And the first time apparently that she has ever been intimate with anybody in her life because she's been so cloistered for the 20 years or however old she was, particularly at this time. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's also been stated in the documentaries and the various references that you can find on this case that they had quite a fantasy online life where they would, you know, participate in sexual fantasies and things like that. So imagine the build up to that. And finally they've had this moment Mm -hmm. to be together. They're in a darkened movie theater. We've all been in dark movie theaters with our significant others. And you just, wow, if we could just have a, a moment alone. And so they found a way to do that. And that probably elevated the relationship to the next level. And that's going to lead to something even more. Which helps frightening. Which makes more sense, at least a little bit, as to how he would be convinced to kill her mother. If you're thinking about they've just been talking online, and then he comes and kills And finally meets this girl that he's infatuated with online. And then kills her mother. But that's not actually how that happened. They had met before, is what you're saying, Scott. And they had had sex at the movie theater. Mm -hmm. And then then this plot begins to happen. Yeah, and as I understand it, that was their their first ever physical encounter together. Katie, is that correct? Had they met each other before that? That's it. And then they, they have a second encounter. Okay. After the murder is committed in... Her home. Yes, in Gypsy's room. After he murders Gypsy's mother, according to Gypsy, yes. they then went to her room and had sex again. Mm-hmm. And then they left. Then After they, stealing $4,000 cash from the home, then they left. And they head off to Wisconsin 
And on the way there, Gypsy begins to worry about her mother's body. And she mm-hmm. thinks about it, the fact that it's going to start decomposing. So they start posting on Facebook that her mother is dead. What? Gypsy has a, yes, Gypsy has a joint Facebook account with her mother. And she posts, a, one of her posts says, that bitch is dead. A ginormous hole in the getaway plan. Yes. She so, states that she did it because she wanted her mother's body to be found. And she never thought that, that they would trace it back to them. She thought they would think a random, random criminals came and murdered her mother. So let me just say this, ladies and gentlemen, when you post things online, it can be traced back to you. Yeah, maybe we can take a bite out of crime just by saying that. If you think you're going to get away with it and you post it online, probably not. They can find your computer. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Or your device, your whatever your electronic device is that you're communicating on. They can trace that back to you. So don't commit that crime. Right. And we're not talking about two criminal masterminds here. And I'm not trying to make fun of Certainly. either Gypsy or Nicholas. They are they are young. They are this was a huge, huge mistake on their part. And I know to call a murder a mistake is yeah. probably not fair of me. But yeah. this is they they've gone too far. This has gone too far and they just don't know how to deal with this now. Yeah, it takes uh, quite a criminal mastermind to get away with a crime. We've talked about that a lot on yes. this show in the you last year and a half. You need a lot of dumb luck, and, and you, need, you need a little bit of smarts. Mm-hmm. Maybe but, a, a lack of communication between different law enforcement agencies, something we've talked about mm-hmm. plenty of times. But that's not the case so much anymore. Like you just said, with technology the way that it is today, you've got to really be smart. And the last thing you want to do is plop something up on the internet. Well, and they can go the back and research. Remain anonymous. Well, they can go back and re- research that entire relationship. I don't care sure. how you think you've deleted or wiped your hard drive or whatever you think that you've done. They can go back and they can find it. Yeah. Yeah. Put that knife down out there if you're thinking about it because they will find you. And find them they did very quickly. They are in Big Bend, Wisconsin. They, they're both arrested for murder. Very quickly. Mm-hmm. Then he comes out. They're like, why didn't you just, Gypsy, why didn't you just tell people the truth of what was happening? If you were going to go to these extreme links, why didn't you in public just jump up, jump out of that wheelchair and say, hey, I'm fine. In hindsight, that seems like a much better plan. Well, she said that she didn't think anyone would believe her. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know what her mother would do. She didn't have anyone else to trust. She didn't have anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. And she knew she knew some things about her health conditions, but she didn't know everything. She knew she could walk and eat regular food, but she did believe she had leukemia. That's horrible. So, yeah, yeah she wouldn't know otherwise. I mean, to le- believe your whole life because you were told by your mother that you have a disease that would kill you. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Yeah, and I'm sure that, that I'm sure the woman still loved her mother. She just felt like this was her last desperate gasp to get away and maybe did not necessarily disbelieve everything that she'd heard, but knew that enough of it was bullshit that I can't live the rest of my life this way. And this opportunity presented itself. I'm surmising. I don't know. Well, and Gypsy's whole life had been a fantasy. Right. Everything about her life had not been real. And for her to get involved with this boy online and and then to have these elaborate fantasies, I question that Gypsy 
understood the finality of this act because everything had been fake. Well, one thing Gypsy that Gypsy Solo. was not, she was not a dummy. I mean, I, I wouldn't she's say that a she's dummy. a genius, but she was of average, is of average intelligence. She is, but when you live your whole life and everything's a lie and nothing is real, how do you know? And I guess we've just not had enough of this for this to be studied and for people to truly understand this, but I still, I, I absolutely I have such mixed feelings about this and about her guilt because I'm not so sure that Gypsy fully grasps that that was final. Death was it. Right. Yeah. Because she does state now, she said that I'm glad I'm out of that situation, but I'm not happy she's dead. Yeah. But that's kind of like where she leaves it. Mm-hmm. And she and Nicholas, like I mentioned, they're, they're both charged. Nicholas is found guilty of first degree murder in 2018 and he's sentenced to life in prison. Mm-hmm. And Gypsy pleads guilty to second degree murder and she's sentenced to 10 years. So this was in 2016. So she's, her sentence will be up in 2026 and she will be eligible for parole in 2024. So, yeah, she pleaded guilty to second-degree murder. I remember this from this morning. I watched one documentary, and she actually testified in his murder trial. Yeah, because she pled took, two years before he was. Yeah, and she took the blame for it. When the defense attorney said, whose idea was it to murder your mother, she said it was mine because she'd already been sentenced. She knew she was going to be eligible for parole. Mm-hmm. That was the plea deal that she made. She was trying to save Nicholas as best she could, but the jury didn't buy the autism defense. They didn't buy her... Mm-hmm. admission and so they gave him first degree murder and life with no parole and if you see this guy I mean he he was obsessed with Gypsy Rose and Gypsy Rose knew he that. totally was and she knew he would do anything for her yeah and so to an extent you could almost say she took a little bit of advantage of him mm-hmm. and as a person who had been taken advantage of her entire life that's hard to, to throw on her mm-hmm. to well maybe that. it's hereditary to know that she understood fully what she was getting him into or asking him to do. I, I question that either one of these perpetrators fully understood. Well, I think it's fair to say that by the time she stood up on that witness stand at his murder trial and tried to do the best she could to, to help him, mm-hmm. she understood the consequences at that point. She, Maybe he didn't, but she did. And so she, having already, mm-hmm. you know, Received a 10-year sentence. She tried to help him. Because mm-hmm. his, his defense attorneys, you know, they, they had several psychologists support that, you know, he did have these autism diagnosis. And, but the prosecutors, they were like, you know, he's mentally sound enough to weigh his options. They said, you know, he waited outside of her bedroom. Like, he got to the house. He stood outside her bedroom. He made that decision to go in and commit this murder. And they state, like, his primary motives for this were, were sex. They were like, you know, if I, if I do this for her, I get to have mm-hmm. sex with Gypsy Rose. And I don't think he had a whole lot of other options out there. Well, and the first night he was questioned by law enforcement, the day he was arrested or the day after he was arrested, he said, look, I'm just going to tell you, I killed her. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask for a lawyer. He didn't. And he did it a couple of other times. He admitted, yeah, I did it. And I don't know if, and I, I think the defense tried to use that in his favor and say, look, the guy didn't know what he was saying. He was just trying to end the questioning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said, yeah, I did it. I also think you've got an issue where all of this comes out in this trial. These, these sexual fantasies, these 
things that they were doing, you know, at the movie theater and then having sex after the the murder. Mm-hmm. And, and that, to me, that sears in a jury's mind. And I think that yeah. made him look even worse. And it made them have less sympathy for him. I'm sorry. I, I, if you can't tell by now, I'm not really convinced that either of these people should be found guilty of this. I, I don't, I do not. This is, it's a unique case in the respect. I mean, they were trying to, I mean, I could almost see it as like, he thought he was saving her from a life of servitude. He was. And he was. Well, and they, uh, another thing. Who's really guilty here? He was her Prince Charming. Yeah. That's what he thought, in the whole throwing the whole Cinderella thing. Katie, I'm sorry. No, they, they discussed this crime for a whole year. And that was something that kept coming up. Well, they discussed it for so long. But uh, they discussed okay. it with each other. So, like, mm-hmm. if you're... It was just part of their own fantasy world, yeah. like everything else. Mm-hmm. That was a fantasy to them before they'd ever met. Mm-hmm. You can say anything you want. As long as you don't do it, you're not guilty of it, right? We don't have the thought police yet. Right, right. We, we've all seen Minority Report, but that doesn't exist on this planet in reality just yet. Right. Well, things that we're not done with the twists and turns here. Oh boy! So, Gypsy Rose is in prison. Her and Nicholas go to John. They break up, and she says she is enjoying more freedom in prison than in life she shared with her mother. Wow, wow. that is that speaks volumes. That's pitiful. Yeah. In 2019, she gets engaged. Oh, to a to a man. Um, they call off that engagement. Oh, good. But she is currently married. <sighs> She's married to a man named Ryan Scott Anderson of Louisiana. Okay. And, yeah. I Wait, so did, is that someone she met online? Does she have computer privileges? Or, I guess no. you gain fans. He a fa- was he a fan? That's you gain fans say. when this happens to was you, Was he right? a fan and... You know, that's the way it works. She's still in prison, correct? Yes. She will be eligible for parole in 2024. Two years. And then, yes. And then her sentence is completely done in 2026. And they can live happily ever after in Louisiana. Yes. Uh, Then all of those, like her stepmom has spoken to some people, her dad's wife. And Mm -hmm. that's where they get the, you know, she was engaged. And then, you know, and she had spoken about that engagement a little bit. Gypsy Rose had, she's given some, some interviews and Mm -hmm. spoken to some people, but. And if you, now you don't get her voice is a little bit different after she was arrested Mm -hmm. and on into court and everything. The, uh, the mousy voice is not as mousy. But still somewhat mousy. It's still high voice. I mean, she's still a girl. Just, yeah. She's still a young girl. Right. But it's it it was different than when she was, you know, first being interviewed by the police. Well, I'm the sure murder. that her mother had 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 some, all those times, like Katie said a minute ago, when, when uh, if she was ever in an interview, mom always held her hand and probably squeezed it if she said the wrong thing or said too much. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you sound sick, honey. Mm-hmm. We're trying to sell this. And Gypsy has... Gypsy was pulled from a trampoline. She was playing, and her mother found her playing with some other kids on a trampoline. And she was taken by her mother and was in trouble for getting out of her wheelchair Ah, and getting on the trampoline. So her attempts to be your typical child growing up were punished. Right. So I'm sorry, but I just, I struggle with this. I don't. I'm just going to say it. I don't think that Gypsy Rose 
should have ever done prison time. I don't. For escaping from basically a lifelong kidnapping. Yeah. I, I, don't I mean, what if, what if you kidnapped me and I'm locked in a basement for four years and some way, somehow I am able to get my handcuffs off and steal a gun and shoot you and escape. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to put me in jail mm-hmm. for escaping exactly. from it, a horrible I, this, situation. This I get just, it. I yeah. totally get what you're saying. This doesn't sit well from with me. The fact that she went to prison and then, yeah. And then like Zabel just to get married, she's meeting these like, there's like no internet privileges, but you're like, you know, there's pen pal programs yeah, right. in prison That's and everything it. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you have to question someone's mental state too when they're just marrying people they don't know. And I, I'm I'm baffled by that, but I just kind of felt I, like it was a generational thing with me because, you know, you ask someone my age or Scott's age about, you know, meeting people online and you know, we're going, oh, don't do that. That's yeah. ah, that's dangerous. I remember when that was comical. If someone said, oh, I met, uh, I'm going to go have a date tonight. I met her online on an online dating service. It was kind of like a ha-ha. Oh, my gosh. But your now back. it's very it's common. Very common. Very common. And Times in change. many, many cases, not dangerous. Yeah. You know, so I guess it's not fair to ask me that question as far as what do I think about that. But, but it does make you raise an eyebrow to think... How did you, how did the courtship happen that you knew that you wanted to spend the rest of your life with this person and you've not been able to? I don't. I think it's just a continuation of that, uh, that dream life that you wanted to have. And when you're a little kid and you're a big fan of Cinderella and Prince Charming, I suppose, and you guys are ladies, you tell me part of the life that you expect to have as a child is eventually I'm going to grow up one day and get married and have a family mm-hmm. and you got to get married before you do that. So maybe this is just, Hey, I'm still in jail, but I'm going to be out in two years. Let's go ahead and get hitched now. And when I get out, we can go to the beach and start, start our, our lives. lives. Yeah. But uh, think about the story of Cinderella and why she may have been drawn to that story so much. Think oh. about Cinderella and mm-hmm. living in that, place very, with very, her evil stepmother and yeah. evil stepsisters and couldn't do anything, couldn't get out. Trapped. All of a sudden, gets saved by this fairy godmother, this Prince Charming, this, you know. Yeah. it. You can imagine what it would be like, or we really can't imagine, but we could sort of try to begin to think what it would have been like for her to hear this, this fairy tale. That was her version of reality. Yeah. Ain't not a doctor nailed that one. <laughs> Way to go, not a doctor. And, you know, poor, uh, sadly, and Katie, I want to know what you think about this. Sadly, the the biggest loser, except, of course, for Gypsy's mother, who lost her life, D-D, yeah. is Nicholas Godijan, because yes. he was sucked into what he thought was going to be, he thought he was going to be an accomplice in something good, mm-hmm. and now he has to spend the rest of his life in jail, and certainly he has to pay for the fact that he murdered someone with a knife. Yes. yes. Yeah. But... I don't know that he got the sentence that he deserved because he did have some issues, some mental issues and some autism issues. And he did help someone escape from a horrible situation. Again, that doesn't excuse murder. Maybe we should cut all this because I'm trying to find a way to justify everything that well, I'm no, saying. Well, no, but you think about hindsight as such 2020. You think if, if, if he had just came in and taken her yeah, and they had gone in the straight face. to the cops yeah. and told them everything. There was the right way to do it and this was the wrong way. But like I said, this is hindsight and and you're dealing with individuals that I'm I'm still not convinced fully understood 
the magnitude of the situation. Let us know what you think out there, folks. If you think that we are dead on with this, or if you think we're way the hell off <laughs> target, send us an email at True crime on easy street at gmail.com. But also check out the documentaries for yourself. Mm-hmm. Check out Mommy Dead and Dearest. That's one of the documentaries. And is that the Hulu documentary or is that the HBO? That may be the HBO. That's the HBO. Okay, that's on okay. HBO app. Hulu, it's the act. Is yes. that right? The act on Hulu. Check that out. See what you think. They actually reenact everything with some pretty famous individuals. Okay. Yeah. The act is not a documentary. The, no. Mommy Dead and Dearest is the documentary. Yes. The act is a reenactment. Yes. It has actors portraying. So it's the a dramatized version of the facts. It is. Yes. Mommy Dead and Dearest is a true documentary. Understood. Mm-hmm. So I believe uh, if you need, if you want to watch and have it a, a, be a shorter amount of time, I would watch uh, Mommy Dead and Dearest because it's just the documentary and, and then it's done. The act, I believe, is several episodes. Yes, it's a little mini series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't mean to sound too sappy. I mean, somebody died. Somebody's got to pay for that. But this is just a horrible, horrible tragedy for mm-hmm. three people he- and an entire community in, in Missouri. But Dee Dee Blanchard, or some people have called it Blanchard because they're from Louisiana. Ah, certainly. About Uh, the pronunciation. It's Blanchard here in Cherokee County, Alabama. I've heard both, and I I don't think, you know, I think on the documentaries they say Blanchard, but Mm -hmm. um, Dee Dee was wrong. She was wrong to do that to her daughter. She abused her daughter. She neglected her daughter. Mm -hmm. She was a horrible human being. To her daughter. She did not treat her daughter like a human being. That's no, th- that's she fair. treated her like that's a dog. That's totally fair. And I know that's terrible to speak ill of the dead, but she is guilty. She is guilty of that. And it is unfortunate that she was able to do this for so many years and no one was able to figure this out. And Dee Dee should be behind bars, alive and behind bars, and Gypsy should be living her life free. Yeah. Yes. And Nicholas go to John as well. Yes, Nicholas as well. So I hate that. I don't I've 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 not been secretive about what I think. But you guys, what do you are, are you well, in agreement with me or what do you think? I I totally agree with everything that you said and if you're out there listening to us and first of all, we thank you for that. Second of all, this is a true crime podcast. We do not promise happy endings on this show. Oh, no, this no. is certainly one of those where they're I don't remember the last time we had a happy ending on this show, but this is certainly not one of them. And that's just, you knew this job was dangerous when you took it, right? Mm -hmm. So, Katie, what do you think about about them? Nicholas, go to John. I mean, you you murder someone, there's probably some repercussions there. Yeah, because then we don't want to talk about vigilante justice. You can't just go out and do those things. Now, life in prison, I don't. I don't I don't know about that and I do think that they did not take his mental capacity into consideration. Do you really think he'll all. have appeals? Do I was going to say maybe the it? appeals process will help him out. Maybe I don't I don't I don't see anything going. Do you, do you think it, one of those sites or one of those organizations that that helps equal oh like mm-hmm. the EGI. Do you think they will try I to could, take on his case? I and, could see that. Hmm. I could, but I haven't seen where any of that's happened yet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, COVID really messed up the whole criminal justice system for a while. We've put on, so mm-hmm. he, he would have been sentenced in 2018 and his appeals would have happened right about the time COVID hit. Right. And everything stopped for a couple of years. So yeah. maybe there are things in the works that we don't know about. But, mm-hmm. and what about Gypsy Rose? I mean, I know if you try to 
appeal anything for her it i mean she'll be out before yeah i don't i think she's there i mean she may get on parole do you think they'll let her out in two I could years see that. I, could, I could see her winning a, a parole hearing mm-hmm. but but at the most she's in till 2026 yeah. if she's denied 2024 yeah, which, you said well parole is 2024 20, yeah. oh i got you oh okay so oh i got you i got you. i didn't it, it, that seems weird to me that she's only eligible for parole two years before her sentences up. I always thought it was a little more, mm-hmm. like closer to like sixty percent and not eighty percent of your sentence. But yeah. mm-hmm. uh, well, every I state's could, different, right? And this is yeah. Missouri, and so. I don't know anything about Missouri to yeah. be honest. But yeah, I could see her definitely getting out on parole mm-hmm. because there was. A, I mean, there was. This was widely divided when she was sentenced. Yes, yes. He, this is a hot topic. Of, a lot of and his at not as much as her sentencing. And so sad because yeah. it's kind of he's kind of forgotten in this he is yeah. he is forgotten and i just i hate it i don't i just hate it i hate it so much yeah i don't i could definitely see her getting out on parole just because of mm-hmm. how the public feels about now i don't think she's helped her public image any with the engagements and the breaking it off and the marriage and the mm-hmm. I, I know she's done some interviews that she doesn't come off great Well, here's the deal. Is anybody, anybody that says they're shocked that Gypsy Rose doesn't know how to have a meaningful relationship, you know, just check yourself and recheck the story. I mean, she obviously is not going to know how to have a relationship. She was not taught. She was not given the opportunity. Well, and a lot of people who know how to do it still screw it up along the way. And she's feeling around in the dark, literally, as a a young adult. I mean, we've all been 20 years old and thought we were in love. And maybe it worked out for you and maybe it didn't. But Mm -hmm. she's going through the same thing that we all did at that age. Well, and she's always had to pretend to be younger than she was. So her maturity level is not there. Yeah, never had friends her own age. Never sat around in in class or, or, or at break or with her friends at the bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And, and, and talked about and, those and, sorts of things. And she's in her 30s now. Yeah, I guess so. Like, yeah, 91. So. Yeah, she's 31 years old if she's had a birthday yet. And I know that there'll be individuals who say, I'm, I'm making excuses for her. I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm, doing I'm, that, I'm, I'm prepared to hear that yeah. from somebody. And I'm, yeah. Well, you know, so why we do it? Everyone yeah. has their opinion. Yeah, if you I don't would... want to know what we think, don't listen. <laughs> well, I would, I would love to hear what our listeners Me think. Me too. I, I would really would. Yeah, do your research and... See, tell us what you think. We want to know. Either talk us into what we've said or talk us out of what we said. The best answer gets a free T-shirt. <laughs> Maybe I'll throw a poll up on our Instagram story. Oh, that's on, cool. You know, all right. Yeah, or awesome. nay? Do you think she should have? She should be in prison right now. Yeah, let's. Do I love that. it. Let's let's throw it up there for Nicholas too. Sure, let's. That's do that. going to be a little bit different yeah, oh, because yeah. he's the one who actually stabbed. Yeah, that's the mother. Be. So, well, if you think his sentencing, you know, we'll do a few polls. Come visit us on Instagram for True Crime on Easy Street there and. Tell us, you know, on Wednesday, tell us what you think. Yeah, maybe we can uh, uh, declare those results at the fall festival. Kelly will tell you what happened. Just text Said me. Said she won't be there. Just text me. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Katie. You did a great job yeah, this week. Knocked uh, it out of the park, this Katie This case Gibbons. is really bizarre. Very bizarre. And you can listen to our podcast and then listen to other podcasts on it. Watch the documentaries. This case, you know, there's several things that 
we weren't able to go into about this. And some of that is because it's been said by Gypsy mm-hmm. afterwards. So people sort of take that and think, mm, is that is that accurate or is it not? So yeah. watch the interviews with her and see what you think. A lot of mopping up after the mess. Which, you know, we, of course, we only have one side of this, but the other side is pretty well documented, too, with the medical records and the yes. fact that she is not sick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Fantastic job, everybody. Hey, uh, tune in next week. We'll do it again. Good night, everybody.